Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio, episode 66 that was for good. February 8th, 2017. <laughs> you be quiet, both of you. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Where was I? Trustin Timber, Sean Petty. Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and Greg Mead. Let's see here. Who interrupted me first? That was Bill. Therefore, you go last. Uh, what are we working on? <laughs> well, before hey, uh, we start that, I'd like to say that just so people know, do you realize that every week when you hear the dun da 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 that's live. That's not a button that Phil pushes. That's Tim Sway playing a live instrument. It's uh, – so, I spent $25 on an old trumpet at a, at a flea market because it looked like it would work. And it probably does work for someone who knows how to play it. But for me, it just plays those two notes. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I just thought people would like to know that, Phil. I'm just trying to I'm No, trying I feel to like there inclusive. was a huge amount of confusion about the sound. Yeah. I know we've gotten yeah. a ton of feedback of whether or not that was pre-recorded or live, but I'm glad yeah. we addressed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no, there's no lip syncing. This is a, a fully live recording. Yeah, I know. Lady no no auto-tune either. <laughs> <laughs> now, even... <laughs> We're 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 not live though, so it's still not pants required. Yeah, well, no, no, we said in the last uh, <laughs> board meeting, very much required. <sighs> yeah, the you just didn't you just read through the capital letters that were underlined, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> read right through. Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Anyways, okay. What am I working on? I'm drafting a new contract for us to sign every yeah. week. <laughs> Let's get that uh, ratified this week. <laughs> Uh, all right, for real. Uh, let's try not to do a, a somewhat cohesive podcast this week. I am. Why working... would we deviate from what you normally do? Good point. You know, stick with what you know. Um, exactly. What <laughs> so is anyways, cohesion really? I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, I am working on. I uh, I'm finishing up a desk for a customer who actually wants to order some other stuff from me as well. So tomorrow I have to sit down and draw pictures and make up plans and cost out stuff which is like probably the most boring part of doing this for me. Agreed, disagree. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I like dreaming stuff up, but I, I like dreaming it up better than actually having to draw it out. Money, so anyways. Money, money. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's that part. Why Why I'm doing it, I suppose. But, but really what it, that does is it, it finances my things that I want to make. Exactly. Oh, in seven. Boom, but in case anyone was wondering, that was not a bus button that I pressed. That was Bill. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the real recording. That wasn't Pink Floyd. Yeah, I know. I know. We don't owe anyone any copyright for that. <laughs> yeah, you say that now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so, but that, like, you know, doing that stuff obviously, you know, feeds my family and whatnot, but it also finances my little pet projects of trying to develop, like, building guitars and whatnot. So today I actually got to spend a lot of time working on some guitars, research and development with the CNC machines and with hand work and, and, um, I was, um, putting a couple together. It was, it was a 
it, it was a lot of fun today. I, I learned a lot and I screwed up a little. So, you know, it's a typical day for me. How about uh, how about you next, Phil? Because Bill is interrupting everyone. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I just did some Etsy stuff, um, and I'm going to get started on the next uh, on the next YouTube video very soon, probably. And it's going to be those those cubbies. Let me ask you something. Did you get into? Uh, did you get a lot of annoying comments about the green direction of your butterflies? No, I surprisingly didn't. But I made it very clear for those who don't know. I watched it, but yeah. What what um we're talking about is I just recently put out a video where I made some butterflies for this desk I'm working on, uh, like butterfly keys to, to seal the crack in a wood. Uh, and I, you know, I made them on the CNC machine. I wanted, the idea was I wanted to make them so I didn't need a chisel. So I had to do all the corners so I could go make a template that I could use with a small router bit, go around, make all the corners work. And then I could do the same cuts on the CNC machine to make a key that fits in perfectly. So now that I have all that math done, I could just make a batch of these butterflies, have them laying around. Every time I need one, I just grab the template, cut it out, plop it in. But so I was very excited about this because this is all new to me. And in my, in my haste, I went and I put the wood in with the grain facing like kind of the wrong direction for the butterflies. Um, and I did, I wasn't even paying attention because the first couple tests I was doing, I was on plywood, so it didn't matter, you know? And then I went, I cut them off for real. I didn't realize that I was putting the, the wood in sideways, cut them out, put them in the wood. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I put them in, I was like, oh man, I probably should have done them correctly. <laughs> but the video was already shooting and they look good and I wanted to kind of go with the learning experience. And so yeah. I just left it in there. And I put a little side note and say, hey, for those of you who don't know, this is wrong. You should actually turn them this way and explain why. Although the yeah. way they are is fine. It's never going to be a problem, you know. But See, it's just I a, thought w when you yeah. first did that and, and there was a problem with the grain, I thought the video was grainy. And then I realized I just didn't have my glasses on. And then once I put oh, my glasses, yeah. it was beautiful. You shot it in HD. It was, it was, it was nice. It was really nicely done. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I was singing. <laughs> But so that's, yeah, that was, uh, but no, surprisingly, I haven't had any comments. Uh, I've well, you kind of preempted it. I was just curious if there were oh, yeah, people I... who, like, type the comments even before they finish watching the video. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was kind of, like, I knew I was kind of, you know, baiting trolls almost with that. And, and, uh, but Wait, whoa, 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 okay. whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, yes, sir. So if somebody would have said something like, hey, Tim, just so you know, the strength of the wood would probably be a lot stronger if you flipped the butterfly around the other way because the way it is is more likely to split with the grain that you're trying to attach. I was said, yes, that... I know. Thank you. No, so would, that would have been... been redundant because he already said it in the video. No, but I'm saying you, you said you were baiting trolls as opposed to you were inviting constructive criticism. No, I wasn't inviting constructive criticism because I'd already critiqued myself in the video. I was baiting trolls by posting the video up there for the guys that don't pay attention and watch them just troll and look for negative comments. But doesn't this podcast on a regular basis point out that I'm pretty much not all that bright? So doesn't that negate any constructive criticism right there? I already stopped listening anyway, Phil. That so. sounded like bait to me. <laughs> <laughs> so nope, not with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> What have you been working on, William? Well, I'm glad that you asked, Philliam. I um, I it's actually uh, the I, correct pron pronunciation of my name. Thank you for getting okay. it right this time, Philliam. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. I uh, um, I put out a video. I did a um um uh, a, a, a no lathe pen challenge video, which and, is the inspiration uh, for this podcast that we will eventually which, get to. Yes, it is because I what I did was is I used a plastic bottle and I I stitched it together and and heated it with a 
blowgun, heat gun, and it shrank just enough to tighten everything up. And I saw that because of a uh, a video. And I invite you to please go to my YouTube channel, watch that video, or bypass my video and just go to the um, instru- uh, the description. There's a link to a video that shows how you can use plastic bottles in such a constructive manner and actually really repurpose these things that are horrible for the planet. Probably second on the list of uh, next to uh, plastic grocery bags, I would imagine. Isn't there islands of floating plastic bottles in the sea, like three miles wide or something? Bigger yeah. than that. Isn't, yes. There's a garbage island is the size of Texas floating in uh, in the Pacific. It yeah, was a so, place where the currents meet. Yeah. It was, you know, it's just, it was just something, I mean, I'm really happy with the way the video came out, but the inspiration from, from knowing there was something else that you can do, it just blew me away because I'd never thought of it. I've always thought of different things to try and do with plastic bottles. I've seen some uh, pictures of people that fill them with water, stick them in the huts in like Indonesia. So during the day in these dark little huts, it, the water actually amplifies the light from the sun and it lights these things up and... I mean, there's just kind of all kinds of neat things you can think to do. You freeze them, f- roll your foot on it when you have a sore foot, all kinds of things you try and do with this plastic water bottle, but never, never did it cross my mind to heat shrink it. Like, like, cause in electrical work, I use heat, heat shrink tube all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it was awesome. So yeah. So that's what I did. I made that video, Phil. That's what I've been working on. What do you think the ratio of shrink was to like the original? Uh, <laughs> wow, you know what? I know, and somebody actually made that kind of a comment in, in my video, and, and I answered, I thought, with a plum. Um, I, I, yeah. Two to one? One and a half? No, 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 no. I'd say maybe five to one. Wow, really? So it shrunk five, five time. times? Oh, then apparently I said that wrong. One to five? Okay, so it came. So, so it's 20%, a twenty percent shrinkage. Twenty percent shrinkage. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit. You know, I only used a piece that was like an inch wide, and I sewed it together. And when I heated it up, it it, um, it tightened up enough against the threads yeah. to hold those uh, barbecue skewers together. Right. Without the without the so carriage bolt. By the way, that that Phil Pinsky sent me in the um, <laughs> priority package box. And the uh, pin insert, it held those together tight enough to where they it's hard to pull them out. So so that's a good ratio to know. So that whatever, it, then this was what? Like a, this is regular PET, like from a Coke bottle or whatever? It was right, actually from a uh, smart water bottle. Right. Okay. So if anyone's doing this, I need all the help I could get. So it's like yeah. a Coke bottle, but with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 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 water. no. No, I only use smart water bottles in my upcycled plastic pens. That's right. <laughs> Don't mess with me. Now, if you'll smart me, my average guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go fill it up with some smug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that so so. What's actually what is our topic then? What the hell are why, we talking about? Why don't you walk right into it then? Well, I so so the topic is alternative materials i mean we all know that we can reclaim so we're trying to get some some tofu and potatoes this week and (laughs) down to reclaiming and upcycling we all know that you know one of the first things you think of when you reclaim materials is pallet wood right or barn wood that's easy Mm -hmm. well after watching that video with the plastic bottles boom there's something you can reclaim or upcycle with plastic bottles so what are some other materials that aren't everyday things that we would normally do that we could use. And this could be like the imagination game. Not that you've actually done it, but what can you think of? I mean, something off the top of your head, like I reclaim 
flashlights so I can use them as um, uh, uh, stanchions at a concert. Well, that was on my list. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, we were talking earlier, and uh, when you were trying to convince me to do this topic, and uh, you mentioned one because I sent you a few uh, like promo name tags because I, I get all this promo stuff from different suppliers. Because right, basically I'm the one with the open to buy. I'm I'm the one who's deciding where we go with any of our promo material. Right. So people send me all kinds of stuff. Somebody recently sent me like a USB speaker, which was really cool. Oh. And um what else did i keep which was really cool oh one of those battery backups which is great like for your cell phone oh yeah this one was really good anyway so so uh, we were just doing a run of name tags and they sent me like a whole bunch of different ones to see which color combination i liked so i had the uh i had them and they used the rare earth magnets the neodymium magnets so i sent you a bunch of them when we were doing the priority box challenge and i used those i rip out the neodymium magnets and i keep them and i use them for like box lids you know, um, and and I use them for like a stud finder because I'm always looking for the the drywall no, that's, screw. That's exactly what I'm talking about because I've had name tags with those magnets on it before, and, and just actually, and then like an idiot, I've gone to Harbor Freight and bought in a bunch of magnets. You know, when I've used them, and I've never would have thought of using that. So that's what I wanted to point out to you was like just yeah. materials like that that you know not everyday things that you would use. So. I, I have speaker magnets from like car or car stereo speakers and I have really large ones from a, a I had this one bass amplifier that I, I blew up on stage and then I blew right. it up again after I fixed it and then the last time I blew it up I actually kicked it off the stage and so it was basically nothing but a bunch of magnets by the end of that <laughs> but so I have those magnets all over my shop I use them for everything for finding metal and for just picking up nails instead of sweeping and mm. yeah very very handy there's a lot of magnets and everything and I save every one of them I can get my hands on yeah they're good I have one that um, I have permanently mounted because I have one of those like 8 inch drill presses mm-hmm. which I like to call a baby drill press although I gotta get another one but underneath the uh, the, the, the table that moves there's just the base, and I have a magnet stuck there. So any of the like drill bits that I use that don't fit into the case, like I've got a hole saw, yeah, I've got a plug right. cutter. I just leave right there, right on the magnet. That way, I know they're not going anywhere and they're easy to get to. I you have know one another the... good idea. Go ahead. Uh, probably the same thing, Tim. I have one on Go. the side of my drill press, and that's what I stick my chuck to. Yeah. The chuck key oh, that's, goes on no, the magnet. That's not what I was going to say. That is a good idea. Oh. I have right next to my drill press is my scroll saw, and I have one on the side of that. That I have oh. a screwdriver stuck to for when I have to put the new blade in because I have oh, okay. the old style with the screw. Right. And, uh, yeah. And that, so I have this like 20 pound magnet holding up a two ounce screwdriver, <laughs> nothing else, you know. So that's yeah, a good one. Just magnets holding up like tools for machinery. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, everybody sees that they make those lathe, you know, racks for you, you hang all your chisels up next to your lathe and all, you yeah. know, knife racks and stuff. But yeah, why can't yeah. a shop be like that? Instead of making French cleats for everything or these, I know you've enjoyed building your tool wall. You could just have a, a magnet bunch of magnets on your wall yeah literally they're throw like, your tools at it <laughs> do they have like italian cleats or i don't know spanish cleats not they anymore spanish and italian drains oh i don't know i think just the french ones yeah There's a lot of stuff those french people yeah they have fries french fries freedom french fries. toast oh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> well what are they in canada uh, we call them uh, pommes de terre, frites. We, <laughs> oui. oui. um, you know, I I had the my point that I wanted to say, but you talking about all your swag just reminded me of the years that I spent. That's that's what we called it in the in the music game because there was always every bar you played at, there was always some liquor company there with a guy with a credit card buying people drinks and get handed out T shirts and. Mm-hmm. So for there was a very long 
period of time that I, I could just have completely clothed myself in beer and booze t-shirts, you know what I mean? But, uh, so, you know, that while I'm working, I'm working. So like Bud Light's there, I got to wear the Bud Light cowboy hat while I'm playing. It's like, whatever, that's the game. But then you get home and I'm not wearing the Bud Light cowboy hat anymore. You know what I mean? So ever I again, ever again. Well, I, I, I would pull the, the badges off them and continue to use them. And then there was a long time that I wore inside out t-shirts every day because I had all these t-shirts with different promotions on them and I just wore them inside out and that was it. Hmm, so that's smart. Another, you know, like because that. Disco Sue don't advertise. <laughs> Rainbow <laughs> suspenders? <laughs> Factoid. Swag stands for stuff we all get. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a fun so one, one of the things I was going to say is one that I feel silly for not thinking of is um, old clothes for your shop rags. Oh, um, yeah. I do that. Casey and I go through all of our old clothing and we'll take it to like Goodwill and and then I'll buy a big bag of rags at Home Depot and I look and they're actually <laughs> old shirts. They're literally old shirts that you buy for $10 for a bundle of them. And I'm like, wait a minute, why don't I just, all the shirts that we just took to the Goodwill, there's your oh, shop I, rags right yeah, there. Yeah. I have and a whole sh- cabinet full of, of just, if the clothes are good enough to get to Goodwill for someone else to wear, I do that. But once they got a rip in them, they won't take them at Goodwill. Oh, no, screw people. Rags. I'm using them for my rags. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I cut them up into squares first. And actually, I don't even really have to do give away my clothes. The kids outgrow all their stuff. Like anything, like the onesies, you know, they get like stained. We don't put them back on the kids, so we'll wash them and then I'll... Yeah, yeah and, but in the same token, if they don't get stained, save them for your friend that has a baby a couple years later. I don't think you're having a baby a couple years later. Oh, that's right. You're Wait a minute. And what about fashion would be like completely different by then, wouldn't it? You know what? Vance, I don't think we've bought Vance besides socks and underwear. I don't think we've bought him clothes yet. It's all been downs. <laughs> besides, I mean, or, you know, it's seriously. And uh, I mean, he's almost seven. We have a friend that has a 10 year old or 11 year old son. So I, and, he, I, I and it's funny totally because he's all that. into he's all into like uh, like hunting and fishing and stuff. So Vance is always wearing all these shirts with like deer and elk on him, a little vegetarian <laughs> kid, you know. <laughs> he's like dressed like a like the great white hunter. <laughs> I mean, That's I totally funny. get that. You got to remember, I'm the youngest of seven. I don't think I had oh, new yeah. clothes until I was eighteen and bought myself some. So I bet you're still wearing hand me down clothes from your older brothers and sisters. <laughs> well, I still have a pair, but never mind. <laughs> um, uh, but the, bed frames, yes. <laughs> Bed frames. That was on my list. If anybody doesn't know it, bed frames make angle iron. It's awesome. The the thing the thing I wanted to point out in this discussion that I think is going to hopefully fuel it for you is that the way you know I, I look at this, and this has been you know I have a few videos and I've experimented with alternative materials all the time. But my my concept is is that I want to make stuff out of things that are not easily recycled. Um, I'm not a fan of, I mean, well, I am a fan of recycling, but I'm not like, I would rather see things get reused than recycled. So obviously reusing is, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle in that order. But, um, there are materials that do not get recycled very easily. Metal gets recycled very easily and very efficiently for recycling, but like fabric does not like we were just talking about with t-shirts and whatnot. Um, so I, I thought that would be interesting. What are some other materials that aren't getting recycled? Uh, here's one that we have a plethora of is like VHS. Not to take away the bed frame thing, Phil, that was genius. Tim (laughs) didn't mean to just stomp on your feelings or anything. It's fine. I'm I'm sorry, Phil. I like your bed frame idea. uh, I have some follow-up questions afterwards anyways. It's okay. What else doesn't recycle well? About the bed frame? Apart from linens? 
Uh, bed frames recycle pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but they're but they are great. I mean, we all love those. It's one of my favorite yeah. things to use. No, finish it's... your thought though. I want to know what other sort of lininy textile-y thing doesn't. Well, I think like uh, like compact discs. Is there a recycling program? Can you throw your compact discs into your recycling bin and get them recycled? I don't think so. Uh, I don't. At least... I don't think you should really throw those away. Like you know, how we rip them and we put them on our iPods. Like. Still hang on to them. I don't trust the man just yet. <laughs> but <they're... laughs> I don't think we're in throw those out mode yet. All right, well, well, we'll back up a little bit then. How about VHS tapes and cassettes? Mm, yeah, I guess once once you've converted them to DVD, like I I have a whole bunch still that are like all the home movies from when we were kids or when I was a kid anyway. And I still have to convert them to VHS See, and get rid of them. I guess I don't know. Are they not recyclable? To, like, yeah, to answer your question, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I know that my area that they, they don't really want you to recycle it unless it has a number printed on it. There's no number printed on the VHS tapes. What can we make out of that plastic? Well, I don't know about making it, but I do know that most Goodwill stores still take them, just as like they do cassettes. In oh, fact, they do, uh, and they have they have stacks and stacks and stacks, and they never get bought. Yeah. Well, not necessarily because they still sell the VCRs that the people that can afford it don't buy anymore. I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm, you don't have to hmm. stomp on me now just because you're getting used. To, you got Wait. big boots on today, buddy. Who but me? That's a- oh, because oh, I stomped on Phil for the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't know what could we make point, out though. of that stuff. It's a valid now we, point, I you- do know, I do know a maker. Not to interrupt, Phil. I know a maker oh, no, that uses. <laughs> That that uses VCR tape and cassette tape for decoration on some of his wood projects. Oh, that must be Tim Sway. <laughs> well, that's I mean that's that's what because I I try to think of that stuff and I don't have a lot of good answers and I was hoping that maybe we could brainstorm some Phil. I was just gonna say just because there's a stack of them at Goodwill doesn't mean that they're not selling them. They could just be collecting a bunch of inventory unless you specifically marked a few and noticed that they don't move. Uh, no, that's a good Which, point. I don't actually. I don't actually track the Goodwill inventory, but it doesn't seem... Every time I go there, there seems to be the same amount, if not... Also, a case study of one isn't really... Like, it could be in other areas that sells better. I go to more than one, but yeah. All to say, I think we're still in in the reuse portion of those tapes, and if they're not recyclable plastic, then there is no good answer for that. I have a crate of cassette tapes in my shop. That are um, some great music that I, I wished I had on CD or on my iPod. And for a while, I was picking up cassette machines at Goodwill for a couple bucks and playing them until the sawdust killed them. And mm-hmm. I put, like, shopping bags over them, you know, to keep the dust down and stuff. But eventually, they just didn't sell my Plastic t-shirt. shopping bags? Yeah. I have a lot. I have – you know how many plastic shopping bags I have in my shop? I, I have this just hoard of them for melting or whatever. But well, actually, I can recycle those too. So when it gets really crazy, we recycle them at our – local box store do you but, know uh, yeah that vinyl records recently i think in 2016 sold for a billion dollars it's the first time in i don't know how long that <clears throat> vinyl outsold any other media so if that's the case then i would hang on to those cassettes because they could be worth money soon no cassettes are cassettes suck <laughs> original cassettes well, as, as as much as much as I would really like for people to think, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle in that order, a lot I would really like people to just think about outside the box instead of going and buying stuff. So something that is, I'm sure, very highly recyclable because people steal it out of telephone poles is copper wire, mm-hmm. and um, you do things around the house. Maybe you have a little bit of extra instead of throwing it in, in in the recycle bin. I've used copper wire for inlay before, as opposed to oh yeah. Yeah, you know, nice. on your woodworking projects, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it's about the size of a kerf of a saw blade, so you can usually just run a real thin, drop a layer of copper, hard mm. copper wire in it. Not stranded, but like yeah. solid copper wire. You're talking about like, what gauge is that? Like household that's inside the walls? Like you mean? household two. gauge. Like 12 yeah. Two. yeah, like the stuff household that you're outlet, Scott. That's a great two. idea. That's 12 two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done some really pretty projects with that, yes. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I've made jewelry out of it. Even that. though it's highly recyclable. But I it's better to reuse out of extension cord. Like I use all that stuff. I hang yeah. on to all those <clears throat> crappy old extension cords. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a whole bin of like, from all the pinball machines I took those apart. All this wire, and that's what I use when I wire my guitars. I use all the pinball machine wire. It's not copper. Yeah. It's uh, whatever the I don't know what the silver wire is that they use. I don't know. It's aluminum, isn't it? Is it? No, steel. Yeah, just steel. Yeah. yeah. Probably for, for what is that for? Just wiring. Like the you know you you peel the. Strip the yeah, wiring no, then it's, it's aluminum. They don't use steel for like Yes, they electric, do. For it's not aluminum. Wire. Yes. You're, they were wiring. One's, one's, one is red. I'm going to take my magnet to it tomorrow and settle this. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. One of them, if you, peel back, if you peel back a lamp cord, one side's going to be copper colored and the other side's going to be not copper colored. It's not aluminum. I oh, promise. Oh, no, you're right. That is steel. It's uh, aluminum. Right? It's yes. not aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Tim on this one. Next up, no, I think um, I don't think it's aluminum, but, <laughs> it's but I'm going to find out if it's magnetic. So uh. <clears throat> aluminum, I, I'm not sure why. There's a reason they they have used it for electrical. It is conductive, but I'm thinking uh, because it's I there was know. a copper shortage in the 70s. I know it's not well. Area. It's not. It's not as conductive, I think, as like regular metal and copper no. and things like that. And the or maybe it's a, it I know it's way. a heat sink. It's a heat sink, so maybe yeah. that has something to do with it. The danger with it for household is that it always lands up being in contact with steel, and then the two of them corrode. Because you can't you can't have two metals of different what are two different kinds of metals touching. Now I know that about copper pipe and steel pipe in your like your water heater. There's mm-hmm. that that there's a little thing you have to put on the the, the nipple, if you yeah. will. There was a whole. There was a military ship that used steel rivets on top of aluminum plate, or the other way around, and the whole thing rusted inside of a week. And it was like a billion dollar ship. That was yeah. a few years back. I remember. That's that's chemistry, boys. Chemistry. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I like it when Tim has a confused look on his face. No, well, I, I'm just thinking about that. The. Uh... I'm picturing in my mind all the shit he's made. I mean, stuff that he's made. No, this uh, yeah, where I've, I've just all the time. Mark the that down, rivets, yeah. All the copper rivets I've pounded into steel frames and sold to people for a thousand. No, I'm picturing. I'm just picturing this giant billion-dollar boat just like rusting instantly. You know, I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. It, it will corrode. Some metals will are corrosive to each other. That's yeah. true. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of weird. Weird All right, speaking of, here's here's another thing. We're on electricity, we're on electrical stuff, and this is something in my very first video I used it to make the knobs on my cabinet that I made. And do you guys know what an electrician's fish tape or is what I call it a fish tape is? Yeah, I have a- it's what you use to fish wire through conduit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's made out of a high spring steel and it's very thin. Um, you can still, the design hasn't changed in a thousand years. You can still buy them new, but you can also pick those things up at thrift stores or people will throw them away if they, if it gets bound up and you know, the first five or feet of it or so is all mangled guys will just toss it. Well, I use that stuff because it's metal and I use it to, uh, wind around in a circle to make little knobs with. I've used it for decorations on welding projects. It's steel. It's actual spring steel. It's good stuff. 
Hmm. Would it be good for like uh, if you wanted to turn into like the end into like a marking gauge, like because it's really good steel? Could you sharpen I, that up real nice? I bet it would. Well, there's heat treatment, so you can do to to harden any metal, not any metal, but but yeah, I bet it would because it's pretty. It's like spring steel, so I bet you could to make a little tiny marking knife. Yeah. Like a really thin one for like super intricate or like even a little carving I, knife. I have two old ones are probably 40, 50 years old each. And I've been using those cutting lengths of it off to use in projects for ever. And I've still got, and they're two different sizes. One's very thin about, I'd say uh eighth of an inch. The other one's about a quarter inch wide. Nice. That's, that's some good steel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, so yeah. eighth, eighth inch by eighth inch or? Uh, sixteenth of an inch thick, maybe. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say not that thick. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, why don't you watch my first video, boys, and you'll see some very um, creative uh, work done. Uh, I don't think so. With, but with anyways, fish pretty tape. short on time these days. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I got, got podcasts to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's um. I was reading on Facebook today. Somebody had asked one of those questions that sort of gets your your juices flowing. Like, as makers, you know, what is it you think that we should all be doing that you have yet to do? And and my first answer right away was weld, but like I could have done metal work as a more general sort of statement, and and that kind of stuff. Like I would just love to dive right into doing a lot more metal stuff. I, I saw that post. Did you see uh, Sebastian Olari's answer? No, no. It was uh, I'd like to hug Lutz in Duresta. You first. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Up. You don't want to get it wrong with the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil's wearing the boots now, I see. Because <laughs> uh, it's on the other foot. Uh, um, I, I thought it was interesting, though. Somebody did put down soldering. Um, and it's just, you know, soldering is something a lot of people haven't done, but it blows me away that people haven't soldered before. Because the barrier to entry is so low on soldering. It's like 20 bucks and like 5 bucks worth of solder, and you could be doing it. Well, there's all kind. There's also brazing soldering too, type thing where you actually, uh, you know, what that I've torch. never. I don't think I've ever done that. I've, I mean, I solder electrically all the time, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever done brazing, which is something I would like to learn how to do. It's fun. It's I fun, bet. and I it's bet. a low cost of entry too. A can of map gas and a couple of rods from uh, the orange store. Can you not? Can you just use a propane tank, or it's got to be hotter? It's got to be the map stuff. It's easier if it's hotter. You can, yeah, I, my, I don't bother with propane. I really don't. It's I not. The, the, it's about the same price, and map gas burns better. Yeah, I have a I have a propane tank with like just a little bit left in it, maybe yeah. like a quarter left that I because I bought that before I discovered map gas, and so I just when I run out of map gas, I go to that if I have to, you know. But well, right right before they run out, if you use your um, angle grinder and you cut them open, get the rest of it out. He's just joking. <laughs> That's I'm just joking. Seriously, I'm just that. joking. Do not do that, anybody. <laughs> what I do now is when I empty a can of map gas, I I I, I tap the next the new one and I instantly buy a backup. Like mm. so, I always have a full can because the last yeah, one just but run out of that. Just to put out, um, do not throw those away either, folks. Um, no recycle. Uh, they need cans. to be they need to be recycled at a yeah. facility that will take them. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of people right don't know that. Store. Most often, usually. yeah, yeah, yeah. I take mine to my re- local recycling center. They haven't been there, but yeah, hmm. yeah. Does those it burn are... faster than propane? It's hotter. It's and, hotter, and so I don't like a, a can would last the same amount or no? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Is propane and what's the oxygen? Pro- what's in there? I don't even know. I just know. It well, burns map gas is just a different type. Uh, here, it's no, two. It's two gases. It's it's like two yeah. gases mixed. It's oxyacetylene, like... isn't it? 
No, no, that's really hot, and you need like a license to buy that or something. And it's like two that. separate oxyacetylene is two yeah. different gases. It's oxygen, two, two cans that mix together. Yeah, yeah, um, mm. yeah. You're not supposed map to gas just... is just in the yellow can. It burns harder than propane. That's all you need to know. Mm. All right, I think I'll that's how that's how I start then. my that's how I start my fires in the uh, the morning. My my wood burning stove in my shop. You know, like yeah. I don't, I don't rough it. Cutting like, open not, those cans with an angle grinder. Yeah, I, I cut it open with an angle grinder. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> right on top of the stove, and it's, it works every time. But uh, okay, Vance fine. loves it when he comes to the shop because it, uh, it's a pull trigger, so it lights easily. Yeah. You know, and uh, so Vance can light the fire with it, and and it's a it's a pretty big flame to a six year old. You know, what I mean, that's exciting. You know, <laughs> dude, that's heck of exciting. At six yeah. years old, I got to play with fire. It was fun. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff you remember. And become yes. like like you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the bed frames because that's a really really accessible one. For so, a anyways, lot of uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hate you. Guys. No, please. I'm sorry. Um, and even, uh, what's the name? Bob used some uh, bed frames to make uh, tube steel, right, for the big mm. wheel thing that he made. But he ended up saying yeah. in the end that it wasn't worth it. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Oh, that's a lot of work and welding. I wouldn't yeah. have done that. That's but, a lot of work. What, yeah. It's got to be pretty mild steel, no? Like, it's not... No. You're not exactly talking high tech there. It's actually bed frame. I don't know why, but it's actually... It feels like it's harder than if you were to go buy some cold-rolled uh, angle iron from the box store. To mm. me, it just seems like it is. And I know there's grinder seem- tests you can do to tell the... Hard hardivity of it, or whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> let's go with hardivity. Hardivity. Yeah. I, like I mean, it's got to be yeah. at least a seven on the hardivity scale. So yeah, yeah, at least seven, seven and a half. Definitely. What I'm hoping for is that our listeners, even though people seem to think we know a little bit of what we're talking about when it comes to reclaiming, this episode has got about a thousand things we can be corrected on correctly that we don't Bigly. really know what we're talking about. Yeah, some. <laughs> Yeah. Are you inviting constructive criticism, Mr. Lutz? I am. No, actually, I'm inviting correct information is what I'm inviting. Yeah, because we don't, we don't have much of that. Because <laughs> like when we say it's I'm not sure it. what's in map gas, I'm sure somebody out there knows. I'm not sure why aluminum's not used for wiring. I'm sure somebody knows. So th- that's like I'm asking. It's like, hey, if you know the answers to the things that we are not sure about, I would invite you to respond to us um, with um, helpful advice. And, yes. Loudly, yes. I like like the self induced <laughs> lisp at the end to sound more sophisticated. Yes. Um, let's see here. What else? What else do we use that potentially other people aren't aware of, or what can we imagine to use that maybe other people aren't aware of as far as an alternative material? I have to. Say, I got one. I have to say my Go favorite ahead, though, real quick. And I'll start along. Is cereal boxes. I love cereal boxes. They're they're like bigger than eight and a half <clears> by eleven. <throat> And they're just th- that thin stock cardboard. I mean, it's the same as any other of that cardboard, but just cereal boxes are the easiest to produce, like large or you know medium sized sheets of of stock. You can laminate them. You can use them for templates. Yeah, I make my business cards out of them and all sorts of other stuff. And it's just a great thing. Don't recycle your cereal boxes. Save them. And if you have a stack of cereal boxes in your shop, you will find yourself using them, and you will be thanking me. <laughs> Phil, didn't you say you cut them in squares and use them for mixing epoxy and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, I do all cardboard. I do with I just cut yeah. them all cardboard. I cut like even corgate, well, especially corgate. I cut them in square. We get we get like all kinds of stuff from Amazon because uh, you know right. we got kids, so we got diapers. We're on the subscription plan. They just 
They just know when we're like on the last five or whatever, and they bing bong, they they deliver them. I'm guessing that um, there's no uh, repurposing yeah, of the was... dirty uh, diapers. No, although if you want, I'll send you a bunch. You let me know. <laughs> no, no, do I, with it. <laughs> I, I believe you. I trust in your parenting here's, knowledge. Here's a question yeah. for you: What do you do with the dirty diaper when you remove it from the child? Well, I'm going to say something, but you're probably going to tell me it's the wrong answer. I we we put it in the diaper genie. And then when that fills up, we chuck it. Right. The diaper genie is like the, is it a plastic bag? Yeah. But is it a, the smell? Basically. Yeah. Is it, is, is it one bag that holds several? Yeah. Okay, it, it just, you just keep filling it up until the thing is full. Then you cut it there and tie it up and then you chuck it. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. What we, we did was um, those, the, the horrible scourge on our planet shopping bags is we just saved those. And we actually had this little sleeve that we kept them in and we just oh. pull them out. And it was a one off, yeah. um, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was that same, it was that same idea where like, well, why get more plastic when we have all this plastic here? You know? It's cause it has, it's actually in that it's got antibacterial in it and like, uh, and what do you got against bacteria? St- What's that? What do you got against bacteria? Yeah. How are you ever going to strengthen your <laughs> immune system? It hasn't been a problem so far. Murderer. Killing the smell bacteria. Of diarrhea can go away. <laughs> Yeah. What was I saying? Yeah, corrugate, little squares. I use them mm. to mix epoxy and look like whenever I'm about to start some spray paint, I'll do a couple of like little test fires on the corrugate. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a I good wood sometimes. aggregate, yeah, a simulant. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what else was I going to say? And like sometimes when you want to spray paint a little spot and you want to block the rest, I'll use like, I'll use some, some corrugate for that. Uh, yeah. What else do I use? Uh, some, like if I want to put something on Shipping my workbench. Shipping stuff. Call me crazy. Yeah. That actually, what I use is we have, like, at work, I pack up my, my stuff at work, and we have, like, all kinds of styrofoam that would otherwise get thrown away or all kinds of boxes that would normally get recycled. Nicely done. So Nicely I just use done. those. And mm. if the boxes are too big, I cut them and make custom boxes. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fun. I'm pretty actually. good at it. So It's kind What's of that? fun. It's kind yeah. of fun making a custom box out of a bigger box. Jimmy, Jimmy's done some videos on making custom boxes. In he fact, does it A to I Z, think... though. I'm talking yeah. like, I'll find the first three corners that make sense and then cut it shorter and whatever, yeah. cobble it together. He oh, made yeah, no. one from scratch, like, as we were watching yeah. him. That was insane. Yeah. He, he is insane. He teaches at his uh, class, too, right. by the way. Yeah. Well, well you know, right. packaging. I have the custom I'll, packaging. I have the crate because you, you were talking to me about making crates and, and shipping stuff, Bill. And so I have been. You know, like I'm gonna have that video coming out fairly soon where I make a crate. I did buy two. Yes, I thank bought, you, Tim. I bought two sheets of OSB to do the crate, and then for shipping blankets, I went to Goodwill and I bought two blankets. Now the person receiving the table has spare bedding <laughs> for their guest room. You know? <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's like a of, bonus, right? Instead, of, and they did have you spray this, paint like your Tim Sway logo on the blankets? No, but I did on the crate, of course. Um, yeah, no, this nobody <laughs> wants. <laughs> Nobody wants to sleep with that. But, but um, agree to disagree. <laughs> Wrong. It's huge. <laughs> but so, um, but so that's the same thing too. Is like I try to use like I had some I had some uh, cedar fence boards that were just totally warped that I cut to use for you know making the crate and. And so it's the same kind of thing, like try to just use stuff you have laying around and, you know, and then for me, because I do heat my shop on wood, that's like, 
I burn stuff that a lot of people will be like, why are you burning that? It's just like, well, actually heat is, and it's a, a what is a carbon neutral when you burn wood, you know? So, um, versus using oil. it's been oil. sequestered before and now you're releasing it? Uh, well, they, because that's, the, I guess, the natural order of things because the, when you burn oil, it's millions of years old. But then when you burn wood, that's from our current timeline and ecosystem. So they consider that carbon neutral. Um, someone can correct us on this. The list of potential corrections, please. Right. I mean, it's not my favorite thing, but uh, that is my understanding. Is that I would think carbon neutral would mean because it's now something that's dead that used to be something that cleaned the carbon out of the air. So wouldn't you be adding? Well, it's because it's from this current time period. It's not. We're not pulling carbon from the past. You know, millions of years ago, and burning that carbon, and then releasing that carbon into the atmosphere. That carbon is buried into the ground. It's the carbon. Isn't that like, just trying to catch up? <laughs> no, because t- Tim's right in there somewhere. I'm, I'm using the wrong terminology, <laughs> but it's like me and the tree. We're, I get it. I me get and the it. tree right now. The tree out in the yard. Like we're working with each other. I'm breathing. It's breathing. Everybody's happy. The tree dies. I die. Whatever. And then All right, one last one last thing on this. So me and Tom the chicken, same thing, right? You know, he dies. I eat. <laughs> I live circle of life. No Oops. carbon neutral. It's all, it's carbon all. neutral. It is in a lot of ways, and you know, not. And that's a whole other podcast. But the the, the issue with that I'm is that, that the factory farming thing is in the carbon and the and the methane gas and the and the footprint that that creates is astronomical. Uh, you see a house being remodeled. Oh yeah. Um, wood flooring. People a lot of times when there's just a little bit left over, they'll toss it, and uh, it comes in handy. It may not be very expensive, you know, or whatever, but you, it's, it comes in handy. I have a little stack. Hopefully, I can come up with a project to make out of it. You know, going going with wood, uh, and that is like when I was saying one of my goals is to sort of find things that aren't easily recycled. Wood is not easily recycled. There's not a recycling program in place for that. There is for plastic, like we talked about, and there is for metal, like we talked about. But there well, is composting. Well, the composting, that's a very slow <laughs> process, too. And it's not, I mean, you can't take your wood flooring that you're finding that has a finish on it and throw it in the compost pile, right? Can you? Oh, no. I, know, I wouldn't no, think so. No, I yeah. would never do that anymore. <laughs> no. So, but, but as a homeowner, those scrap pieces of flooring, I hang on to them because if you ever yeah. have like a damaged section of floor, that's what you're supposed to do, and then you could just cut away what's there and replace it with this new. That may be I'm telling you, the, the contractors you, you, don't; they just throw it out. Yeah, I was going to say it may be uh, the contract, maybe it's new housing developments you can see it at. Um, I don't know. I know, you know at uh, Casey's Salon we have some flooring that we had repaired, and we keep we kept some for that specific yeah. reason, Phil. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I have spares of all the tiling and whatnot that I've laid down in this house. Uh, there, there are stores in my area, like th- my favorite one I always talk about, Urban Miners, that they, they mm-hmm. kind of shut down. But now they're sort of open in a smaller place or whatever. There's another place called the Reconstruction Center, and it's a place where contractors are encouraged to go drop this stuff off. And then, you know, people like they pull out an old door and replace it and, you know, this and that. And they actually have a pretty good inventory there of, of homeowner stuff. You can find old sinks or you might find that yep. you have that Flooring. missing – melamine door you might find one that fits and mm. you know and stuff like that um so there are people that are aware of that but i think one of the goals of this podcast for instance is to make more people aware of that to, to find these sources in your area and to to educate and aware people and make people aware of the fact that there are other things we can do with this besides throw it away well speaking of being aware of other sources uh mr paul jackman mentioned 
uh, we, you know, I did the thing with the sea glass, but he was saying that he has a glass company mm. or something right next door to where his shop is, and that he was the things, the few projects he's made with all that colored broken glass has been out of the dumpster of a glass company. So right. there's a there's a source for some neat stuff as and well. Someone, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name right now, but someone just tagged both Paul and I on on Twitter with a little video of them going through a dumpster outside of a granite shop. Yeah, I remember and, that. Um, that was good. Yeah, and there was like these, I mean, pieces, it's like you know, 14 inch diameter pieces of granite, like they're, they're the cutouts of sinks. And I had gotten a bunch of that from one of my local granite guys who went out of business. Um, I made tabletops out of them, and I have some in my shop that I use for my sharpening yep. stones. I have a place too that sets it out front. He's built like a, an A-frame that he leans all these smaller pieces of stuff with a big free sign on it of not only mm. granite but um, Corian, a few other different, yeah, you know, the- just just le- cutoffs and leftovers that he's not going to be able. to. They're too <clears throat> small to sell, so mm. he has them out for free. So I have a source for that. You know, you could uh, with those little cutoffs, like eighteen inches would actually be too big. But if you had a smaller piece, like nine by nine or ten by ten, you could make like a. Like uh, reading lamps or table lamps, and use those as the base, and you get one yeah, of those absolutely. kits from whatever the big box store, and then a bunch of mixed or materials. Or you can you got go to a thrift store and buy an ugly lamp and turn it into a nicer looking one. Smash apart and you know, in the in the uh, it's not that difficult. If you have an angle grinder, you can buy the cutting disc to actually cut and and edge and shape yeah. that stuff. Yeah. You, it, it's yep. not like it's one of those things. Like you know, if like before I started working with metal, I didn't realize that oh. It, just works like anything else you just need the mm-hmm. right blade you know and it was mm-hmm. the same with stone you look at stone it's like oh well, I, I can't do anything with that it's stone it's like oh yeah i can all i need is the right tool and yep fortunately just, for just us it's the same YouTube. tool it's just a blade yeah yeah you know? youtube yeah. it's yeah. a diamond wheel it's usually a continuous yeah. or a segmented diamond tool it's like a tile cutting stone as well yeah. or cutting yeah. blade yeah yeah, yeah. So, so here's here's another thing and i showed you guys a picture of it but here's something that i took um Something that was broken, rusted out, and I actually completely repurposed it into something else using just itself. And that was I took um, uh, friends of my my very best friends. They're my family. They're my dads. Uh, Andy Berkey met half of my dads, uh, Bob. But they bought a cabin up in the Northern California, and on the deck of this cabin was this old, rusted out barbecue. Just a simple barbecue with teak. Uh, sides on it where you would hang the stuff, whatnot, and his frame was like made out of teak and had some ornamental metal on it. And I made, they were going to get rid of it, and I took it and I used all the wood and some of the metal and I made a little bar cart out of it. And now that sits out on their deck and they use that. So instead of throwing, so what's, can you think of any kind of an item that you can actually repurpose? You know, another thing just to throw it off the top of my head, um, if you need a small piece of metal, that's not too big to make like a metal countertop or for a welding cart or something. You see somebody have a washing machine or a refrigerator on the side of the road, mm-hmm. take the door off. You can take it home, skin it, take that thin sheet metal off of it or a washing machine lid, the back of a washing machine. That's sheet metal that you could use and repurpose and recycle for something. That's a good mm-hmm. one. I was going to say always hang on to something that's got a motor. Uh, like mm-hmm. I, I, I have like a one-third horse motor that's just sitting waiting to be something. Yeah, if the motor works, keep it. Same as like it's like magnets. Like don't get rid of magnets. <laughs> always find a use for them. Hinges yeah, too. Like a lot of times, I'll pull hinges oh. off doors that I don't want the door. Oh, that's you know? that's a very attractive idea, Tim. Get it? Because you said uh, magnets. magnets. And they attra- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Let's pivot. Let's pivot away from that horrible joke. <laughs> get it? Because you said hinges. Yeah. I know. I I get it. 
Because pivot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we're done. I, 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 yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's like thought. It was funny and stuff, and people laugh when they talk. Usually, it's I don't understand why it's a problem. But go ahead. Speaking of old age, um. <laughs> So, let's move on to what we're watching. Um, let's see here. Bill, you have the honor of going first. Well, I do have a couple of quick shout-outs real quick. Um, my pick for last week was uh, Gromit Makes, and he just did a second video. So, if y'all can give him another look. He actually um, refurbished a, a hand plane that he got from uh, some idiot. but uh, Or, no, Tim. You, I believe you got it from you. Yeah, Terrific. Some, a lot of respect some there. Some idiot. yeah. yeah. Uh, another another guy I'd like to give a shout out to is um, he uh, somebody who um, uh, did some interaction with us via email I believe and it was Tony uh, Ozimek O Z I M E K he has a YouTube channel by the same thing but he actually was telling us that he reclaimed a shop yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy how like cool the whole is that? building. Yeah, it's like uh, on a works on a work site. This thing was like thirty by eighty. It's either, I think they're made up of like um, if it's what I'm thinking of. And, and I'd like Tony, if you're listening to this, uh, clarify this. But I think they're made up of like pods, and you can make them as kind of big as you want. So he said it's like thirty feet by eighty feet. He asked his boss for it when the job was done. His boss said, "Yeah." He dismantled this whole thing, takes it home. He's designing his own shop now and made it like thirty by. 15 and it's 12 foot tall instead of eight foot with a he's poured the concrete i mean he reclaimed a shop he repurposed the shop into another shop that's so cool i think it's like that corrugated metal or like i don't know one sheets or if it's links but yeah so he's just able to just it was like a like a a you store it type building so it's got the steel two by fours and or the steel framing and add that to the list of things that people wouldn't normally think they could reclaim oh i don't know a building a building, yeah. yeah. Put that on my list. Hey, when you when you see they're tearing down a house, go pick it up. They yeah. Just bring it home and make another yeah, get house. Your truck, brick by brick. <laughs> uh, another another quick shout for me. Uh, Zach Herberholz just hit thirty thousand of crafted podcasts and of his own ZH Fabrications YouTube channel. Congrats, Zach. That's pretty cool. And uh, Nick Hobgood, personal thing for me, um, check out his Facebook page, Woods Hope Garage. Give him a like. And then who am I watching is somebody we've mentioned on the – sometimes I – I mean, I don't listen to all the podcasts I should. I get behind. And the same thing with some of the, the, the content creators. And every now and again, I'll pop in I'll, – I'll watch somebody's video and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I forgot how amazing this person is. Cactus Workshop. Um Carlos. Carlitos. Oh my gosh. I just, Great he videos. did this long board. It was cool. just so cool. And he problem solved it because it wasn't, it was too flexible and he just kept going on and on. I mean, that's how you make, you know, you repurpose, you take things. If it doesn't work right, figure it out, make it work. And Cactus Workshop, he's got a long list of uh, video library and just check him out. I mean, the guy's amazing. He's a wonderful supporter of the community. And that's who I am watching. You know what I like? I like that he's um, coming in front of the camera more in this uh, in these newer videos. He's normally been like very behind the camera, but it's cool to see like who he is. You know, like when we were watching those videos for like I don't know if I like that because he's a lot handsomer than I am. 
just to clarify, Phil, I said I don't know if I like him being in front of the camera more because he's way more handsome than I am. So yeah, no, I heard what you said. I'm just trying to be uh, real nice. The time you told me to only say something if I got something nice to say. Just trying well, to. Well, that was no, nice. Trying to say hard. how handsome he is. Right, because you don't want him on camera because he's better looking than you. Is what you're saying? Right, right. You, Tim, there's probably a lot of people you don't want on camera. <laughs> See, that's hey, I'm trying you, to be nice. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was going to say, that's true, but you two, you, I'll, I will take the film of you guys. I don't have a problem You're with that. You're fine with it. So. You'll share a stage with me any day. <laughs> any day, buddy. Any day. I love you, too. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Izzy. <laughs> I don't know if you're busy or are you going to add a you podcast thank, to your schedule. Thank goodness, Izzy. Thank I- Izzy is busy. That's all I got to say. Is he busy. is busy. All right, Tim, the search is back on. We're going to have an American Idol episode. <laughs> uh, now you can a, have all the constructive criticism you want. It's a uh, contest. Well, a, Judge I, away. I have another handsome young man to talk about. <laughs> his, his, <laughs> his name is Dave Welder, and, and I know like everybody who listens to this podcast knows who Dave Welder is, but uh, he, he sort of disappeared for a little while from making videos. I'm sure he was still on planet Earth. <laughs> but but um, he started making videos again, and he's been up at his dad's shop up in I think they're in upstate New York. And uh, I I love Dave's videos, and I love his work, and he's an upcyclist at heart, and and uh, and an artist, a, a, a true artist. Um, but what I've been really enjoying is especially this last video he put out on Super Bowl Sunday of him and his father making a Super Bowl. Um, I love love watching Dave and his father interact in the shop. Uh, I just thought that was. Uh, I, I I hope someday that like I'll be making those videos of, with my son, you know, like th- that that interaction of the relationship and the old and the new and the, it, it was just it's just a really fun father son relationship to watch. It's interesting. His father scares the heck out of me with some of his techniques, but that's because he's old school, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, but it was uh, it was great to watch. And uh, also, Dave just recently hit a hundred thousand subscribers, so congratulations, Dave. Uh, hope to see you again soon, man. It's been a while. Yeah. I think I think the age difference though between Dave and his dad is not nearly as far away from <laughs> you know you and Vance. <laughs> so I don't I don't know you know by the time Vance is twenty, you probably won't be around. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, oh, Izzy, man. try to free up your time. Yeah. <laughs> Just make some room in your schedule, buddy. We're pretty flexible. All right, Phil, let's wrap this up so we can talk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, as a real callback to what we were talking about earlier, uh, in Dave's video, he used the uh, the copper cable that they stripped out of out of some, uh, some yes. household uh, electrical yeah, wire. Right. And they used they that to bind. The, yeah. They wrapped it And the they brazed and... it. Yep. Well, it's, uh, well, they, they soldered it. Actually, soldered it. Right. Yeah. the soldering tip was uh, another video that they did that they made that they made specifically that crazy, cool. to fit onto a map gas torch thing. Right. So, yeah. Because it's yeah. way cleaner than, you know, I mean. Dave's dad, than... I'm sure I'm sure Mr. I... Welder Sr. knows, he's forgotten more than all three of us oh, together God, will we... ever know. An hour talking to the that guy, guy and it yeah. would, our brains would probably pop. You know? Hmm. Interesting. David, what's your dad's number? I think Tim and I want to give him a call. How does he feel about reclaiming? Yeah. What does he do Monday nights between 7.30 and, crying out loud, midnight? Um, midnight by the time we get done reeling this in. I know. I, I, okay. I, so what are you watching, Phil? I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. I'm watching, um, I think he's a new guy. 
It's called A Modern Maker. And I got into him because, uh, you know, every, actually he just hit 2,000 subscribers. But every once in a while, like I said a few times, uh, the the YouTube algorithm suggests somebody that I think is awesome. And I started watching this one video, and it was called uh, Harbor Freight Bandsaw Mods. And he goes through, like, one by one by one uh, through his, his bandsaw. And it's basically, like, the same bandsaw I have because we all have the same Chinese knockoff bandsaw. It's like the Rigid, the yep. Delta. The, they're all the same bandsaw. And he did Not some mine. really, really cool mods to his. Uh, you have the jet, though. Yours yeah. is awesome. That's fine. So just all right. talk amongst yourselves. Okay. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, Phil, <laughs> your voice shot. itself is soothing. It really is. I enjoy hearing you talk. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Uh, uninterrupted. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no. So that, uh, that was the one that I watched. And then he does a whole bunch of industrial, reclaimed, really cool stuff um, that I really, really enjoyed. Some actually really... Uh, interesting projects, and especially does a few on technique, which is very interesting, like adding an aged look to metal, adding an aged look to wood. It, but anyways, it's a, it's a good one for learning skill sets as well as... I don't know how interested body. I would be in adding age to anything. Thank you very much. Yeah, I guess you're looking to take things away. Yeah, Am I right? Dante? <laughs> All right. How do we freshen things up? Yeah. Well, I guess we're maybe in the wrong niche. Anyways, um... I guess we're done with that. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out MakerTechReviews.com. There's a couple new reviews on there as of today. Thank you, Sean Guthrie and uh, and Marshall Wildman. Who's next? TimSway.net. And uh, thank you, Justin Sparks. I am WilliamLewis.com. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, I had a couple more things. What do you guys stop mushing me? Yeah, well, um, yeah. Why yeah. slow down? Just Seriously. take a breath. It's okay. Uh, on uh, on on Twitter, why don't, you, why don't you throw a little? Oh, good. Oh, we haven't heard your breathing all episode. Perfect. Okay. Um, on Twitter, please shoot a little feedback at us. We'd love to hear from you constructively. Um, you know, for sure. <laughs> you know, give us a little topic, comments, feedback, suggestions, whatnot. And on uh, and, and on we email, gave you some material today. So yeah, we oh, gave you a ton goodness. of material I, I, that you I could reclaim. I know the listeners know like way more than the three of us know combined. I mean, we we all realize that. But there's like, like two thousand people that listen. Of no, but I mean, each individual knows more than the combined. <laughs> each individual's pinky. <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah, you're just here for the laughs. But if 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 we've said anything erroneous or you know that needs to be corrected for the safety of our future generations, please do so. <laughs> I don't know. I think there was a pretty solid tip about getting the last little bit of map gas out of your canister. <laughs> I was going to say, don't pretty much anything that. I say, just take that as do not try this at home. Um, I'm going to skip a little quickly here. iTunes, yep. please leave us a review. Take the 45 seconds. We have some old-time listeners who just uh, did their reviews, and uh, and they were great. So thank you very much. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash audio. Literally the best way to help us stay on the air so you could hear more shenanigans week in, week out. Thank you. Have a great week. I heard that we are the funniest podcast of makers. I heard that you and I, Tim, were the funniest podcasters. Correction. Correction. (laughs) I am the funniest maker podcaster. You two are here. Yeah, but what would you be without us? Well... I get there's only one way to find out, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you. Good night. Be good. Bye, everybody. Have a good week, guys.